When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Welcome back to the Turf Show Times Last Minute Thoughts Podcast. My name is Robert Finn, and with me as always, my homie, JB. JB, some big news in the NFL this past week, but we are not here for that. We are here to discuss all things Los Angeles Rams. So how's your weekend going? Four and one vibes. Can't complain. Man. Got a big game against the Giants coming up and can't wait to discuss with you. Yeah, yeah. And and we will talk about a lot that a lot to talk about. Um (laughs) words are hard at JB. Words are hard, but that's okay. We'll get it right. Yes, a lot to talk about this week. Um going into a game that may not seem like the sexiest pick on the NFL schedule, but we'll talk about some of the keys to look out for and some things you, um, a listener, can expect from the Rams Giants matchup. But before we get into that, we need to discuss not last Thursday, but the Thursday before Rams Seahawks in front of the 12 JB. What were your takeaways from that game against Seattle? Well, I think we deserve, first of all, to maybe take a little credit for calling the big Robert Woods game. We knew it was coming. It kind of felt inevitable and it finally happened. Robert Woods had 12 catches, 150 yards, and he pretty much matched his season total through the first four games in a single game. And it was a great performance, and it's good to see him contribute to the offense and be the key player that he's been the last several years. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's it, it's it, it feels like a long time coming, right? It's only game five. So in, in, in reality, it really didn't take that long, but um, it felt like forever. He just seemed to disappear there, and I'm right there with you. It was good to see him finally um, be back be back. Bobby trees is back in the fold and hopefully we'll see another game, big game from him this coming Sunday. Uh, JB last week, you had a piece on Matthew Stafford, some good reading. So for those of you who may be familiar with turfshowtimes.com, go ahead and visit, check out JB's piece on Matthew Stafford. Is he living up to the hype? Is he where we want him to be? Is there some room for improvement, JB? Well, First of all, I just want to say he's been great, right? And he's in the first three games, he might have been even better than the Rams could have had realistic expectations on for the first three weeks of the year. And I think the last two games, so if you look at the game against the Cardinals and then the first half against Seattle, I'm just, all I was saying was there's room for improvement. And if he performs at that level where he was missing throws, throws are sailing over the heads of open receivers, that we've seen basically those throws be routine over the years. Um, If that performance shows up in the playoffs, the Rams could very realistically be one and done. And I think that's the point I made. Took a lot of heat for it online, uh, but really had to get off my chest. Um, Feel very, very strongly that that was the case. But, hey, Matthew Stafford, he's thrown for 1,500 yards in five games, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's only been sacked four times. There's a lot to like, but – you know, we want to see him peaking at the right time. 
all I'm saying is there's room for improvement. So I hope it depends. How do you feel? How do you think Matthew Stafford has done so far this year? Uh, well, first of all, um, there was some pretty colorful feedback <laughs> regarding that piece um, from our readers. And some of it we appreciate. Some of it goes a little over the top. So for those of you who um, may be commenting on our pieces, just keep that in mind. We are people, too. If you cut us, do we not bleed? But, um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. And before I read um, that piece... I thought he was doing fine. I mean, and, and again, this isn't to criticize Stafford or say that um, he's doing a poor job, but um, yes, he's doing well um, given the circumstances. But like you said, there is some room for improvement and that's good. That's okay <laughs> because um, we haven't seen the best of Matthew Stafford yet. And I think that's really what we're all gunning for wanting to see from him is what we know he can be and he um has had some great success but we know he can be better so um even though the stats don't necessarily jump out at us we know that they can especially given the team around him so um yeah good stuff i like the article i did it made me think of things um in a different way that i hadn't before so i thought you did a good job with that um, just to put context around it, we're yeah. only a quarter of the way through the season. You know, we got 17 games this year. The Rams were hoping maybe go the distance to go to 20 games. We're five games through. That's a quarter. Um, we've seen the good and the bad so far from Matthew Stafford. Maybe as he gets more comfortable, as the offense starts to gel, you just hope that you see more of the good than the bad. And uh, like the game against the Bucks, if he has that performance in the playoffs, we're talking Rams Super Bowl possibly. But if he performs like he did against the Cardinals, all the high expectations that are a result of the trade, you know, it could all be for nothing is, I think, the crux of it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing that I would like to um, remind our listeners of is um, a man that we all may have heard of. Um, if you follow football, you may have heard this name, um, Tom Brady. I don't know. Does that ring a bell with you, JB? Um, perhaps you've heard of him, but uh, he, he might start- beat the Rams in a couple of Super Bowls. I guess, <laughs> maybe, but- <laughs> maybe, maybe he's uh, taken home a couple of rings at our expense. But um, you know, he started off a little bit slower with the Buccaneers last year, and it just seemed um, that they lost to the Rams in a game that looked a lot closer than it actually um, was. Uh, they got beat by the Chiefs, and then something happened, right? There was a click, a shift. I don't know what it was, but all of a sudden they were off, right? And they couldn't be stopped. And I think we could see something like that from Matthew Stafford. So let's hope so. <laughs> anyway, he definitely has the goods to do it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the shape of the NFC West. I got to be honest, a little surprised by the Seahawks' performance thus far. They are sitting at two and three. That defense does not at all look like the Legion of Boom that we're um, fond of talking about um, from the past. Um, is it? Is this an end of an era in Seattle, JB? Are they done? That Seattle defense is pretty, pretty bad. And I think that's what made the first half of Matthew Stafford's performance last week burn a little more is like, the difficulty level was on easy and things still weren't working, but they obviously overcame the second half. He threw for about 375 yards, but 
obviously Seahawks, they're two and three currently. Russell Wilson's out anywhere between four to eight weeks, the next month or two. So he was possibly going to get traded this past off season. He, it's hard to see him stick around after this year. If the Seahawks, you know, they are not able to turn things around and, you know, Pete Carroll, he's older in age. You wonder how long he'll stick around. It, things could really change this off season in Seattle. So some, it's just a level of instability we haven't seen from that organization in, you know, maybe a decade or more. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it, it almost feels like more than a certainty <laughs> that uh, Wilson's going to be um, out at the end of the year. And, and let's not hope. We don't want to ever um, hope. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it, it'd be good for Wilson, I think maybe for, for a change of scenery, but, um, but with, with the, the injury being out four to eight weeks, we're going to see a different face. Geno Smith, um, who looked good, looked sharp against the Rams, by the way. Um, so maybe we might see um, what he can do if he maybe is the heir apparent to that team, or if it's going to be a complete rebuild, um, next season does Pete Carroll stick around for that like you said he's getting up there I believe he's over 70 right at this point so the oldest coach in the NFL he he looks great tons of energy but you kind of wonder does he have it in him um, to rebuild the team maybe they don't want to go that route maybe they want to go with the trend and hire more of a younger person so I don't know interesting to see However, losing three out of the last four games, it does seem like uh, things are coming to an end there in Seattle. JB, injury update. Um, the, the secondary for the Rams looking a bit thin. Um, Darius Williams injured his ankle there at the end of the Seattle game. Um, he's out. He's on IR now. So out. that means at least the next three games, possibly more. Um, Robert Rochelle came in um, for David Long Jr. He looked good in some instances, made some rookie mistakes there, but now it looks like they're going to be on the field together. Um, JB, what can we expect from the Rams secondary coming up this Sunday against the Giants? Yeah, I think it's important to mention that overall, the Rams are still pretty healthy. Key starters lost to injury so far. Really, it's Justin Hollins on the edge and then Darius Williams. So Rams still have a lot of depth at their disposal they can tap into. I think Robert Wood's performance against Seattle, you can really break down into three main plays. The first is, you know, very on early in the game. Tyler Lockett beat him deep and he tackled him. Essentially, Robert Rochelle tackled Lockett to save the touchdown. Very obvious pass interference call, but, you know, he was wide open. Could have been a lot worse. I think that was, there's bad, but also there's a silver lining that he had the the savvy to make the play. So then the second play is whenever you, Geno Smith came in the game, he throw the ball to the end zone. He stopped to make a play on the ball and it just sailed over his head right to DK Metcalf. Um, maybe he keeps running with DK Metcalf. He was in good position. Maybe he makes a play and we're talking about more good than bad from Robert Rochelle on Thursday night, but obviously wasn't the case. Then towards the end of the game, Seahawks are trying to keep the, keep their hopes alive, try to make the comeback happen. And Geno Smith looking for Lockett in the end zone. Robert Rochelle goes aerial to tip the ball away in the end zone. And that was an impressive play. There's a lot of good pictures of that screenshot in time circulating around the internet. Um, just maybe that's something we'll grow accustomed to. Rochelle is considered like an athletic freak and he's six, two, very lengthy. 
um, he can really match up against those taller receivers. So that's a very positive development for the Rams moving forward. Yeah, completely agree. And you hit the nail right on the head with that. It's that athleticism and that length. I think that really makes him stand out because, yeah, he's a rookie. Right. So we got to keep that in mind. He's going to make some mistakes. He's still growing and developing in that role. But I think there's we saw enough promise um, on the field to think that he's going to develop nicely. He has great um, teammates to, to develop with um, in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, there's the, you can't really have anybody better to learn from. So um, we'll see him, I, I think, grow and get better as the years. Um, goes on uh david long jr though what can we make from him and his performance he is going to be on the field with rochelle can we have them both making those types of mistakes though um looking at the giants they're getting some key names back specifically in that receiver department sterling shepherd darius slayton are both coming back this game um is that going to put some pressure on that ram secondary jb and Kenny Galladay, who caught passes from Matthew Stafford in Detroit, he's likely out. So, but, you know, Shepard's back, um, Slayton's back. That's a good development for them. But I'd be interested to hear your take on David Long, too. I think that he played man mostly in college and maybe is having trouble adapting to the zone-heavy defense for the Rams. But if there's a chance to turn his season around, they play the Giants this week, not They have a lot of uh, injuries. They're beat up on offense. They do have guys back, but still not a passing attack that really keeps you up at night. Then you have Jared Goff and the Lions coming to L.A. next week. That'll be talked about all week, I'm sure, next week, but we're focused on the Giants for right now. And their wide receivers don't scare you at all. If there's a time to kind of take it easy, Rochelle and David Long, it's probably the next two weeks. So. Hopefully we're talking about Raheem Morris's defense. We're talking about these young corners and, you know, Rams six and one at that point, And we have a lot more confidence in those young guys. Yeah. And um, we, we never want to see anybody go out with injury, but it's timely for Darius Williams because like you said, um, the schedule eases up a little bit for um, the Rams. We had um, a tough three games, the Bucks, the Cardinals, and then the Seahawks on a short week. Um, so a chance to, to kind of get, give those younger players, Rochelle and David Long Jr., a chance to maybe um, get more acclimated to the system. Um, David Long Jr., so my thoughts on him, and I'm glad you brought that up because I don't, I don't think he's a bust. Right. I, I don't want to go down that road with him. I think maybe he's just being put out of position. I don't think he belongs on the outside. I think he's much more comfortable in that slot role. And um, like you said, more of a man player um, that suits his skill set, I think, a little bit more than um, the, the zone that we've been seeing um, thus far throughout the season. So, um, I'd like to see him still grow and develop and get better. I think he can, but it could be one of those instances too, where maybe he's just not in the right system. Um, you know, you, you, you never want to wish ill on a bad play or on a, on a young player, but, um, I don't know. This this stretch is going to, without Darius Williams in there, I think he's going to tell us a lot about him as a player and whether or not um, Los Angeles is going to be the home for him. I think it's also important to mention when he was drafted three years ago, the Rams still had Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator. They had Marcus Peters-Akib to leave. They're supposed to be a more press man team. 
that when coming out of Michigan, I think that's how David Long was expected to fit in. And when Brandon Staley came in, now Raheem Morris, just a lot more zone. And he's also, Robert Rochelle's three inches taller. Robert Rochelle's 6'2", David Long's 5'11". But whenever you have these big receivers getting matched up on these guys and you're able to put them in like advantageous positions, uh, three inches is a lot whenever you're talking about jump balls and everything else. So um, definitely Robert Rochelle, you love his length. And David Long, he's in good position. He just can't always make the play, as we saw on against A.J. Green against the Cardinals. Yeah, and that's a good call out too. I mean, being a young guy going through his now third defensive coordinator. So um, it's good to keep that in mind when it comes to players. So um, listeners, let's keep that in mind (laughs) before we hit the Twitter machine um, that uh, they're learning and growing just like everybody else. Um, Rams looking pretty healthy. AD bumped his knee there, uh, the game in Seattle, but uh, looks like he's going to be good to go on um, Sunday. It doesn't feel like ad really has broken out yet um we know that he's still aaron donald he's still that disruptive force he's seeing a lot of double and triple teams still um and let's be honest he's getting held a lot it seems like he's getting held a little bit more um than is being called out there um Is this knee issue, though, is that something that we need to be concerned about, JB, or is he going to be that uh, wrecking ball that we know him to be? I think the last three-game stretch, I'm always careful when I am hard on Aaron Donald because I look behind you, and he's a very scary guy. And, you know, like any human being on earth, he probably deserves the the least amount of criticism as a football player. So if you go back to the Buccaneers game, the Cardinals game, and last week against the Seahawks, I know he got the – hit on Russell Wilson that hurt him, but, and you know, it's just the way football is. Anything can happen at any time. That's a three game stretch where he hasn't really made the biggest impact. And we're used to him making game changing plays used to him completely wrecking the opposing offenses game plan. Uh, Definitely. I think the best is yet to come for him this year. And we're going to see him be that player again. Uh, Just who knows when it's going to happen. The giants offensive line, he's been very good against them before. And, could happen this week too. Yeah, and and, and I agree. And, and one thing I think that's really hurt um, AD this season is that lack of a pass rush. Um, and, and that's not to put the Rams down or Raheem Morris down or anything like that. And, and they're getting to the quarterback. They are. Um, but it doesn't feel like Leonard Floyd has really stepped up this season. Like we know that he can. And I think having that, not having that pressure on the outside has given teams a little bit more um, freedom or comfortability comfortability is that a word jb i don't even know but um it feels like they seem a little bit more comfortable with those double and triple teams um ad is good but he's only one man and when you're matched up with uh you know three dudes who are pushing 300 pounds um it can make it a little bit difficult i think it'd be that difficult for anybody so something to keep in mind speaking of offensive lines Rams have activated for the first time this season. I believe Tremaine Ankrum. I liked what I saw from him over the course of the preseason. JB, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah. He's depth at guard. He's depth at tackle. Um, Hopefully he doesn't play because that would mean someone got injured, but he's reliable backup, good depth piece. Hopefully we don't see him on the field. So that'd be good for the Rams. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Um, I, we wish him all the best. 
<laughs> but um, that offensive line for the Rams has been consistent this season. I believe um, if I'm remembering um, my own snap count articles correctly. Um, the only person who has been, who has missed a snap for the Rams offensive line is Andrew Whitworth. And those two in the Buccaneers game. Otherwise um, they've been consistent this season with the same five guys. So um, we like to see that type of thing from an offensive line. Um, so I'm, I'm right there with you. We, we, we love Ankrum and what he brings to the game, but prefer he stays on the sidelines for now, <laughs> you know, hundred um, percent. Giants coming up on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's an early game because they're on the East Coast. They're in um, MetLife Field. Daniel Jones, um, JB, were you watching that game against the Cowboys? That hit he took and he tried to stumble back to the uh, um, huddle and he looked a little out of sorts, um, but it looks like he's on pace to play this Sunday. Is he going to be 100% JB? Yeah, it was a scary hit, but yet another reminder what NFL players put themselves through in order to be ready to play on a weekly basis. Um, Daniel Jones, we have our own Daryl Henderson. He has the rib injury. We don't really see behind the scenes what he puts himself through, but I'm sure he's under a lot of pain getting tackled by 300-pound men on a routine basis. So Daniel Jones on track to play, which is very good for the Giants because I'm not a huge fan of Mike Glennon. He's a turnover machine, and he – that. Uh, reared its ugly head last week for the Giants so Daniel Jones man Robert do you think he's a franchise guy do you have a lot of confidence in him is he going to play for the Giants in the future um I don't I I I don't and um that's not to say and anytime we talk about this from the peanut gallery perspective um we're just guys who like football right obviously um the athletes there on the field are professionals they're good at what they do that being said to answer your question I don't think he's a franchise quarterback he doesn't seem to have that he seems like a good backup quarterback kind of like Jared Goff right again we love him great guy great quarterback has definitely um, the skill set to be successful in some role in certain circumstances but um, franchise quarterback no no I don't think so I don't think so I don't think he's the answer for the Giants that's fair I think one of the big concerns with him coming out of college was turnovers and he seems to have cut down on those this year just those boneheaded plays that he had a knack of making, similar to a guy you brought up, Jared Goff. But one thing that surprised me about Daniel Jones is how effective he is as a runner. He doesn't seem to be overly athletic, uh, but he really makes the effort plays to pick up first downs and such for the Giants at very clutch moments. Um, I also don't know if he's a franchise guy, but definitely he's someone that can beat you from time to time. And it's a concern for the Rams that he's in the game versus Mike Glennon. I think their, their likelihood of winning the game went increase quite a bit whenever he's able to make the start. Agreed. He, he definitely gives them a better chance of winning on Sunday um, than Mike Glennon would have. Um, when it comes to those mobile guys, it's, they scare me a little bit for the reason why we saw last Sunday against the Cowboys. It's if, if they don't know how um, to get down, um, it can be a little bit scary. Uh, we, we've, we've seen those mobile quarterbacks in the past. And um, anytime I see him take off, Daniel Jones, um, uh, Jackson in, in Baltimore, kind of the same thing. Lamar Jackson um, scares me a little bit, right? Cause you never want to see these young guys get hurt, but anytime they take off like that, there's that, um, uh, danger, 
right? And I would like to see from Daniel Jones or any really mobile quarterback is more of the um, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes type of scrambling where they do it, but they do it in a manner that's safe and keeps their body healthy. Um, Slide when that's necessary, get out of bounds if you can, don't take those big hits. So Daniel Jones, if you're listening, um, please listen. (laughs) But if you're listening, get down, take care of yourself. Um, Speaking of injuries, Saquon, oof. Oof, I don't know if you saw that ankle, JB, but ow, um, it looked bad. And hopefully um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be another season ender, but he could be out for a while. Um, what, are we, what are we thinking from that rushing attack? That's been kind of the Achilles heel this season for the Rams is giving up those runs. Um, can we expect that from the Giants this Sunday? Yeah, big step down from Saquon to the Giants' depth at running back. You can argue about where Saquon was drafted and say that he, the position might not have been worth the value of that selection. But Saquon, similar to like a Christian McCaffrey, he's someone who can catch passes out of the backfield. He's electric. He can create plays rather than just taking what's there. And the fact that he's not going to be in the game this week against the Rams is very good news for that Rams defense. But, hey, they've given up some big chunk runs. In the first week against the Bears, there were some big ones against the Cardinals. And there were... Alex Collins left a lot of yards on the field, I think, last week in Seattle, too. That the Rams could have given up some big runs. Maybe he didn't have the vision or didn't have the chance to make the play, but there were some holes there. And I think we saw that over the course of the week uh, after we had a chance to di- digest the film and such. So, yeah, agreed. Um, Alex Collins is one of those guys that's, um, I don't know, man. I, I, <sighs> He, there are times where he just has that burst and that electric type of running style that is fun to watch. But yeah, like you said, he just misses holes too, too many times. And um, I, I think that really helped the Rams out um, there in Seattle. And we might see more of that with Saquon being out. He's not a guy that misses a hole, right? If he sees an opportunity, he's going to exploit that every single time. So it definitely hurts the Giants. That rushing attack isn't going to be nearly as potent with him out. Uh, we wish him all the best. We want him to get healthy and get back on the field. But but um, we're not sad that that's not going to be against the Rams. So get healthy, Saquon. But um, <laughs> not sad to not see you on Sunday. Is that bad? Is that rude? I don't know. We love you, Saquon. We do. Um, Kenny Galladay, kind of the same thing. He's going to be out on Sundays. So that's the big receiving target, the big act, the offseason acquisition for the Giants. So that's going to hurt their passing attack as well. Getting Sterling Shepard back, though, like we mentioned earlier, right along with Darius Slayton. Um, JB, we talked about the passing attacks that they're going to see over the course of the next few weeks. Nothing that's going to keep anybody else up at night or anybody on the secondary up at night. Um, Is this a chance for the Rams defense to kind of settle in? Is this going to be an opportunity for them to really kind of like Matthew Stafford hasn't hit his stride yet? Is this their opportunity to hit their stride heading into the back end of the season? Well, I hate to answer a question with another question, but the Rams play the Giants, Lions, and Houston Texans over the course of the next three weeks. If the defense steps up and they perform, does that raise your confidence level in Raheem Morris in the defense, or do they really need to be tested in a serious way in order for you to feel good about them uh, after the start to the year that we've had? Wow, um, that's a good question because um, I'm I've been a fan of Raheem Morris for a long time. So um, from his days being the head coach, um, thrown into the fire there um, in Tampa, I think he. 
I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I, I think he's going to be a good defensive coordinator. I would like to see him stick around for a few seasons um, before he gets an opportunity to be a head coach again. Let, let, let's hope that for him. That said, um, yes, I, I think this is a good opportunity to kind of gel a little bit. Um, we won't really know who they are truly until they get that big test. But with young guys trying to learn a new system, it's good to have um, – these types of games that are coming up to where they can um, learn their roles maybe a little bit more before the, the true tests um, show up on the schedule. So um, I guess to answer your question, yes <laughs> to both. <laughs> I mean, if the Rams are eight and one after the next three games or seven and one or whatever it is, uh, it's hard to have much like flack to give the team. I think it's, like it's champagne problems. And I think we're one of the bigger concerns for the Rams is we're two games in to Justin Hahn's absence and against the Cardinals, no one really stepped up against the Seahawks. Terrell Lewis was the guy that stepped up, made some huge plays. And we know he has a lingering knee issue. We know he's on a pitch count. You just wonder how much you can trust him to be the guy on an every week basis. Um, would have definitely liked to see Obo Koronko step up more. And if, if no one steps up at that edge position opposite Leonard Floyd, that could really be the Achilles heel for this Rams defense. They need someone with all these mobile quarterbacks they play to step up in a big way. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so running out of time, JB, we need to get to matchups and predictions for the Rams on offense. What are we looking for? What are three key matchups um, you're going to be watching for on Sunday? Giants lost their middle linebacker recently. Blake Martinez out for the year. Last year's Mr. Relevant, Tay Crowder, has a green dot. He's calling signals. Uh, definitely someone you can probably take advantage of in the past game. Get, you know, set up the run game. The complexity of illusion as, or as uh, illusion of complexity, as Sean McVay likes to talk about. Use the play action, manipulate his eyes, and then set, send the ball sailing over his head for some big plays. I think that's the key to the game. The, there's bigger names than production in the Giants' backfield. I think the Rams receiver is going to have a field day. There's a lot that has to go wrong for the Rams in order for this to be a close game, I believe. I'm right there with you. I write there, I'm, I'm right there with you. One thing I'm looking for on Sunday is that Daryl Henderson slash Sony Michelle usage. I liked the balance that we saw from them against Seattle, and I would like to see more of that on Sunday. So um, Sean McVay. Coach, sir, do not let us down on that. JB, three matchups for the Rams on defense. What are you thinking there? Definitely want to see someone step up at that edge position with Justin Hans out, as we discussed. Going to be watching David Long and Robert Rochelle for sure. And, hey, I really hope this is the week Aaron Donald just absolutely wrecks the game. It'd be good to see. It's a little overdue, kind of like Robert Woods was heading into Seattle. Um yeah. What about you? Anyone you're keeping your eye on? Uh, Leonard Floyd. We, we saw him um, flash a little bit on uh, Thursday against Seattle. Um, had some good moments stopping the run, some good moments pressuring the quarterback. So I want to see more of that from Leonard Floyd. All right, JB, I think I know what your thoughts are on this, but what is your prediction on Sunday? I think it's a big Rams victory. I it's going to have to be crazy turnover problems that do the Rams in if it's a close game or it's a Giants victory. I just don't see it happening. 
it's going to take a lot for the Giants to win. They do have some big playmakers, even with Saquon out, like Kadarius Tony, the rookie. But I just have a hard time seeing the Rams not leaving New York with a W in their hand. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. The Giants just don't seem to have the pieces to really get it done, unless the Rams, like you said, make some some key mistakes um, on Sunday, which we hope they don't. I mean, that can happen. I, I do get a little nervous anytime you have to fly cross country going from LA to New York. That just seems to have uh, an impact on the game you can't always account for. But- yeah. Yeah. And that's a good call out too. And anytime you're in someone else's uh, building, you, you, you have to account for the crowd as well. But um, you know, it's, it's nothing that they're not um, accustomed to as far as the travel is concerned. The Rams are typically one of the teams that travel the most miles. So um, maybe some of the young guys will still have to get acclimated to that, but um, you know, for the most part, I think this group will be able to handle it, but um, Rams on Sunday. Yeah. The Giants played them a little closer than um we liked last season, but, um, you know, this year, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Um, it's not going to be a blowout. I mean, I think they'll definitely show up for their home crowd, but the Rams, I don't know what, 24, 10, (laughs) maybe I think, um, from my perspective. So, um, anything else JB before we get the heck out of here? Hoping the Rams can catch up to the Cardinals. Maybe the Browns can, deal the Cardinals a loss, but that'd be good for the Rams in the standings. I know the Cardinals have the tiebreaker, but at some point uh, we're going to, these teams are going to be in a dead heat over the course of the year. And hopefully the Rams can gain some ground at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are all Browns fans this Sunday. So um, JB is a social media ghost. So you'll have to find him in the comments section of the Turf Show Times website. Be kind, be nice. We are all human. Uh, My name is Robert Finn. Um, I am on Twitter at Robert Finn is me. And as always, for everything, all the tea as the kids like to say on the Los Angeles Rams, visit turfshowtimes.com. So for JB, my name is Robert Finn. Everybody have a great day and a great kick-ass Sunday.